0: And I was like, Dean, I want to go do this ultra marathons, but I'm, I'm kind of frustrated because every time I tell anybody, like I get excited about, it. like I'm passionate about my running and what I get to do and how I feel, um, people call me crazy. And, <laughs> and, and like, I'm kind of hurt. Like, how do you respond <laughs> to that? Cause I know you get that all the time. And he, and he kind of jogged along cause you could see he was kind of thinking, he kind of nodded his head. He's like, well, Bart, you are crazy. And like, <laughs> don't. Like, wait, me. A minute, you're supposed to be defending me. And he's like, "No, no, listen, Bart." He said, "Listen." He said, "By the by the standards of most of society, wanting to go out and face pain and face difficulty and struggle and and run that risk of failure to do something like that, by the, by most of the world's standards, you are crazy. That is crazy." <laughs>
1: You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey guys, welcome to the Run the Riot podcast, and uh, today we're going to talk with Mr. Bard Parnell. He is the founder of Feed Your Crazy. What is Feed Your Crazy? Well, you're about to find out, and then in the show notes, you'll find links on where you can join the community, and you can uh, find out a little bit more about the apparel, and just just a little bit about everything, about what it's about. Uh, Bard's also got a pretty awesome story on what started him in doing endurance running. hope you are both inspired and challenged. Check it out. Mr. Bard Parnell. So, hey, Bard. How's it going, man?
0: I am doing well. As we've discussed, life is kind of busy right now, but... uh... (laughs) it's that time of year and, and, you know, that's just reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely know the feeling, man. Um, well, man, I, have like, I, like I told you off, off air, you know, I wanted to get you on and and talk about, you've got your hands in a whole lot of things, but, um, (laughs) just, just, just for, for even me and for everybody else, um, I just want to hear a little bit about how you, you know, got involved in, in running and ultra running and, um, and just, just a little bit of your backstory, man. Tell me a little bit about you
0: yeah no, I, I appreciate you having me on. I feel kind of honored. I mean, looking at the, the the celebrity list of people you've been interviewing and then you get me on, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> bad for your listeners, but, oh
1: uh, no, man.
0: <laughs> you know, um so I got into running um when I was about twenty one. um i was uh, I was a victim of a violent assault, so kind of a random back to violence situation. Oh, wow. Guy came up behind me with a club and and crushed my skull, put me in intensive care. Um, and I spent about a year recovering from that. Um, wow. so traumatic, you know, tra- traumatic brain injury, TBI, uh, and, and some of the things that go along with that, uh, I suffered from vertigo for over a year and, mm. and, you know, some, some mood issues and some kind of motor things that I had to work through, uh, and just a lot of social anxiety and depression. Um, I was going to, I was, and I just started college at the time. And it was really hard to be anywhere <laughs> after yeah, that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, and so I did, you know, the really typical kind of Western, kind of North America thing. And I and I went to my doctor, and they prescribed me medication. Mm. And uh, and you know, some of it worked, and some of it didn't work. And you know, so you know, before a short period of time, I was on medication to sleep. I was on medication for anxiety and depression. I was on medication to help me kind of get through my day, mm. uh, stay focused in class. And man, I just went downhill like physically, I was overcoming you know the the event uh, the 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 violent trauma that happened, but I was just melt- melting, melting down kind of mentally yeah. uh and and I got to a really bad place where I was really just falling apart uh and uh my I was newly married I was newly in college, my poor wife didn't know what to do with me i think. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, my, my, I was, I was just a wreck and kind of at that same time, uh, my mom called me up one day. I remember this distinctly and she was like, Hey Bard, look, I have been running since you were born. Basically, you know, hmm. she got into running just kind of for mental wellness. Like every morning I remember my mom would be coming back from her run right when I was getting up in the morning hmm. and she's like, I've been running for all these years, but I've never done a race. So I'm training up to go do this half marathon. It's the the Moab Kid the Canyon, I think it's the Canyonlands half marathon. And she said, I'll buy you a new pair of shoes and pay for in race entry fee if you train and go with me. Huh. And I was like, Well what the heck, you know, I got nothing to lose. And yeah. so I dug out some sneakers out of my out of my closet and I made it like a mile and a half down the road and then I had to walk home. You know <laughs> it was like wow, okay, I'm really not in shape for that kind of a thing. And uh, and I just was like you know I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to it. At at the time, my routine was, you know, get up, you know, from you know from sleep, you know, medicate, go to work, uh, go to school, go back to work, come home, study, medicate, you know, take a you know Mm -hmm. take a hot shower, watch The Simpsons, and fall asleep. You know, like I was (laughs) just like I was totally like this 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 medicated ritual thing. Uh, And um, I noticed one day I woke up. The night before, I had gone on my run because that's when I started running it was in the evenings, and I got up the next morning and I just kind of felt better, like hmm. I was a little more clear headed. Uh, I kind of got moving a little faster, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I, I wonder like why is it that I feel so much better today?" And I was getting I walk in the bathroom and my pill from the night before was still on the counter. Huh. Uh, I, I had been so tired from work, school, work, run, that I I just flat out just passed out in bed without any medication. And this is the first time it happened, you know, for over a year, almost a year and a half that I had slept without medication. And I was like, well, well that's interesting. Uh and so it just progressed. Like the more I trained, the more I ran, the better I felt. Uh within about a year, year and a half I was off all of my medications. Um, Not to say that I was cured or everything was perfectly fine, but I found that I could focus better when I was training. I slept better when I was training Um, and it gave me a way to kind of deal with the anxiety and, and kind of social frustrations I was dealing with. Um, Hmm. and I just felt better. Like it just, it's a really hard thing to quantify to people who don't train in in, in an intense fashion because I, you know, while I may come back from a run, uh, it just beats a crap, you know, like I'm like, I'm just worn out (laughs) and I'm just, you know, I can't even think straight and I'm tired and my legs are jello, but I feel so good. Yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I am just like I can deal with anything. Like suddenly I'm just like this mental Superman. I, I can deal with almost any pressure, any stretch because I've got that in me. Uh, mm. And so I it just it just kind of grew. So I did half marathons, you know, five minutes into that first half marathon. I was hooked. Uh, I did a bunch of half marathons. Uh, and then I got I got into marathons. Uh, then when I moved to Colorado for grad school. Uh, I got into trail running, and then I got into 50s, and then it just progressed. I mean, like like a lot of us do. It's like suddenly we think this whole new world is opened up to us, yeah. And we're just we just charge in. We're like, yeah, I want to do that. I don't know. I don't understand why. (laughs) And it makes no sense. And it is the dumbest thing in the world to want to go do, but I want to go do it.
1: Yeah, run all the races.
0: Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So you know, running has just kind of become running, and then training in general become a big uh, you know. In high school, as a water polo player, and uh, I got uh-huh. really into weight training. So I loved being in the gym, I'm lifting. Uh, so running, lifting, uh, being out on the trails, you know, are really kind of things that just make me happy. Um, and uh, I just try to make it kind of a core function of my my day to day life.
1: Yeah. Well, so how long was it from from uh, I guess the uh, from from the the traumatic incident for, and to where to where you started running? How many years were you dealing with that?
0: Um, it was about a year and a half. Gotcha. Let's see, about yeah, a year and a half, almost two years before I really kind of started recognizing the the benefits of all that.
1: Yeah. Nice. So, uh, where are you from originally, man?
0: Uh, I was uh, born in Utah. I lived there till I was three or four. I grew up in California. Lived there until I was about 19, and then I spent a couple years in the Dakotas, uh, oh, wow. and I uh, spent a couple of years in Utah doing my undergraduate, and then my graduate in Colorado. So I've been kind of all over the place over the yeah. Western states.
1: A bunch of beautiful places, man. <laughs> Pl- places I have yet to visit, some of them, man. I, I need to get out there. But so, so, man, it, it progressed. You did half marathon. I mean, and and
0: then you, what was your first marathon? Let's see, that's a good question. My first <laughs> just curious. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I remember that now. So, I was um I I wanted to I wanted to qualify for Boston, you know, the kind of uh-huh. typical marathon progression. Uh and I was living in Colorado at the time and there was this new uh paved trail uh marathon opening up in Utah um down this place called the Provo Canyon and it was supposed to be a it was supposed to be a really fast course. And I, and my wife has family out there. So I thought this would be a great chance. It's kind of cheap, quick. I was in grad school at the time. So it's like, this gotta be fast and easy. And, uh, like three weeks out, they canceled it because they couldn't get their permitting together. Oh man. And, and, and I was like, Oh, you know, I, I've been training for a marathon. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to go run a marathon, you know? And so I, uh, uh, I started looking around and at the same time, the same weekend, they were opening up a new trail marathon up in park city called the mid mountain marathon. Uh, huh. and it, and it was, I was like, well, yeah, like a marathon on trails, that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh So I went, I went out and did that and I just loved it. It was just awesome.
1: So your, you're, yeah, your first marathon on the trails, That, that's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, It was. yeah, I mean, it was a good experience. And I mean, I did run some road marathons. My first road marathon was in Macon, Georgia. Um, you, you know, I had, I had, again, I had family out there. We could yeah. really justify the trip and I could squeeze in a race um but then you know i mean i didn't do a whole lot of road marathons i i mean i i still like to do it i kind of i'm just a believer of running i mean i'll run i'll run, I'll run yeah. anywhere i'll run on the road i'll run on the treadmill it doesn't matter to me i just have to run um yeah but then when i got into you know i, I grew up backpack i grew up backpacking i liked being in the mountains so when i moved to colorado when i could be on the trails uh oh, i'm really man. fortunate i'm like and you know, I can be on the trails in 10 minutes from my house, uh, uh, and man. I can get onto a whole chain, a whole different chain of trails and areas I can run in, so uh, I kind of I I tend that way, yeah. but, uh, no but kidding. I will run anywhere, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh man, I'm so jealous, right? <laughs> <I'm
0: laughs> you've you so come much... out, you've always got a place to stay, man. All right, all right, hey, I might
1: take you up on that, man, you show me, some, <laughs> show me some trails, especially for training yeah. for, for next year, man. Um, yes, that's... you
0: got big plans for next year.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be fun. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't die. But <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, man. So um, I mean, and so kind of, I mean, like for a lot of us, it, I mean, running, I mean, just became kind of your and you know, in lieu of in lieu of drugs and you of prescription drugs, I mean, yeah. running,
0: yeah, running. It is. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of discussion in the media, and and I know in running communities, it's like I saw an article recently, like can you know running treat anxiety or You know, can it be meditation or can it be this or that? And I think everyone tries to answer those questions because they feel like they need an answer or they need another article to write or something. But like, I mean, everybody that I've talked to and all the miles I've run with people, I mean, everyone kind of finds their own answer. Uh, And and for me, for a lot of ways, running is an answer and it helps me. And so I don't I don't need to define it. I don't need to say it's my medication or my treatment or my whatever, yeah. I just know that I'm happier when I do it, and so yeah. I I try to keep it as a part of my life.
1: That's that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I, and I think just you know everybody's asking the questions, but we, so many people just want to take a pill or or, or whatever, you know, or have a, a you know a weekend treatment or do something. Yeah. When the big answer is is uh man just whatever it is running working out take take care of yourself <laughs>
0: you know yeah yeah. You know, and that's, and that's kind of, you know, and we've talked a little bit about the, you know, the, the fitness brand that I, I I play with our little, our little feed your crazy community, but that's kind of the impetus of why we started that is, you know, when I first got into running, um, you know, and, and you'd be like Friday night, you'd be hanging out with your college buddies or your friends, or you go on a a couple of date and. And they'd be like, oh, you know, we're going to go do this. We're going to do this. Bart, you know, what are you going to do tomorrow morning? Oh, I'm like, I'm waking up at five and I'm going to go run 20 miles. <laughs> and there's kind of that awkward like three second silence and go, oh, like, well, that's crazy <laughs> or that's silly. Or why on earth would you want to do that? Or one of like insert joke here, like I don't like yeah. to drive that many miles yeah. or <laughs> yeah, <you> know, yep. <laughs> whatever it is. We've all heard of, right? You, yeah. know, uh, you know, and it's like for a while, I just kind of laughed. And then for a while, I got kind of frustrated. I kind of became like a closet runner. Like, I don't want to tell people that I'm, I'm running because they're just going to call me crazy or think I'm silly. Yeah. Uh, and then um, it, 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 uh, I got out. I finished a race, and I, I got to go run with Dean Karnazes at oh, one wow. of those 50-50-50 events. Yeah. Um, he was up in Casper, Wyoming. That's only a couple hours from where I live. And I'm like, I'm just going to go up there and run with him. And then it ended up only being like, I think there was like 14 of us at the start because it was an unofficial marathon day. But then after about three miles, most people quit. And there's only like five or six of us actually running with Dean. And so he he spent like one-on-one time with each of us throughout the course of this marathon, which was just super, super cool. Yeah. I was like, it was awesome. And he's just so real. He's just so approachable. Yeah. Uh, and I actually bumped him into the hotel the night before and he was just so cool. He's just like really, really like kind of, kind of a rock star. Yeah. Uh, and so and we're running along and so now's my turn. So we're chatting and he's asking about my life and the things that I do and I'll, I'll talk with him. And I said, Dean, I just wanted to express to you kind of like what I'm going through. Like I, I, I was at that point where I wanted to start exploring ultra marathons. Mm-hmm. I was looking at sign up for my first 50 and I was like, Dean, I want to go do this ultra marathons. But I'm, I'm kind of frustrated because every time I tell anybody, like, I get excited about it. Like, I'm passionate about my running and what I get to do and how I feel. Um, people call me crazy. And, <laughs> and, and, like, I'm kind of hurt. Like, how do you respond <laughs> to that? Because I know you get that all the time. And he, and he kind of jogged along. You could see he was kind of thinking. And he kind of nodded his head. He's like, well, Bart, you are crazy. And I was like, like, <laughs> Don't Wait a minute! You're supposed to be defending me. And he's like, "No, no, listen, Bart." He said, "Listen." He said, "By the by, the standards of most of society, wanting to go out and face pain and face difficulty and struggle and and run that risk of failure to do something like that by the, by most of the world's standards, you are crazy. That is crazy." <laughs> and I was like, was like this. Like this light went off in my head. It was like it was like a revelation. It's like this is where I grow." Like this is where I develop. And it's mm-hmm. that's why most people never get there. Is they're not willing to face the pain. They're not willing to do something silly. They're not willing to push those limits and do things that are hard. And so it took me a couple of years to really articulate that. And so that's why we went with feed you're crazy. Because mm-hmm. I believe everybody has something in them, whether they're willing to admit it or not. <laughs> and and I kind of have this, I have this, I'm working on this, this, like this, this mental training model about you know physical activity because. I think it kind of manifests itself through physical activity, running, lifting, try, crossfit, kettles, like whatever mm-hmm. your thing is, it, you, you find this momentum in doing these physical activities. And um, we all have them. And it yeah. can be everything from ultramarathoning like me. Uh, it can be Ironman athletes. It can be just going to the gym, or it can be going for a walk every day. Like there's that physical activity that when you do it and when you feed it, you, you become stronger. You become healthier, become more stable. Uh, and and then you think about that story. It's like which wolf survives, you know, the good, you know, the good or the ugly. It's like the one that you feed. And so I hmm. believe we all have a crazy. Right. <laughs> and we got to feed it because that's where we really find our happiness, our wellness, our strength, whatever you want to call it.
1: Right on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you you brought up the the feed your crazy community and I hadn't heard of it until I guess a couple of years ago, a friend of mine. Um, you guys put a call out for for ambassadors and and a friend of mine in Louisiana said hey you might want to check this out because I I didn't know how to take it at first but (laughs) and so uh so I was like yeah these these are my kind of people man so um so talk a little bit about how how I mean how long it's been I don't even know how long you've been doing it and and um you know talk about the brand man
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when I started, it was just kind of this funny idea, you know, like I wanted to make a couple of T-shirts and I wanted to get a couple people. on. And uh, so for a couple of years, it was just that, like it was a little Facebook community and we, and we make some T-shirts with a logo and we joke that it's a big smile, you know, that the logo itself has a big smile because we're always happy. We're always smiling. Um, And so uh, it was just kind of like something that some of my close knit friends and I, we all kind of talked about and did uh, and, and, and kind of lived like we, it, it put a language to what we believed and that's, we're going to go out and feed our crazy a little bit. Uh, yeah. and, and it kind of became a mantra. It's like, Hey man, we got to go. I got to go feed my crazy. Or, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, dude, I'm going to go do this 30 mile or in Rocky mountain national park. And like, man, you go feed that crazy. You know, it became this thing that we had. And then yeah. I was like, you know, I really would love to connect other people because I found that the people who really got it and believed it or, um, like when I would explain it, they just nod their heads the whole time. Or the ones who, who have been through it, you know, they've, they've struggled, uh, they've, they've had their own issues, they've done their own problems, and they've kind of found that peace or that happiness through the physical activity. And mm-hmm. so that was when I really was like, you know, I, I got to find a way to kind of grow this out. And so I think I, what is it, 2019, 18, 17, 16, 17, 14, 30. So probably like 2012, 2013 is when I started it. It mm-hmm. just kind of stayed small. And then I was just like, I would share kind of, you know, fun posts on social media. And then, you know, the, my first year I called out for ambassadors was really just like, I want to see if there are other people who would kind of nod their head when I explain this idea. And, the, yeah. and there have been. And, uh, I mean, it's still really small. I mean, it's not like this massive thing, although it would be fun. Maybe I could pay for a couple of my races with it or something. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. you know? yeah. I mean, really, it's about you know, what I love most about it is I finally found a platform that allows us to connect in kind of a social way that's away from all the crap on Facebook and Instagram and, you know, all the stuff that goes on there. I can kind of get my people away from all that uh, and get, again, to a kind of private community where we can just talk athletics and training and life and all that kind of circulates around that. Uh, And so, I mean, like we've got some, we do some custom gear every year, you know, and, and that's been a, just a huge battle. Because we're a super super small company, uh, and finding good manufacturers, you know, mm, and quality, yeah. you know, quality gear. We we're, we just found a new partner. Um, you know, I've gone international. I've gone all over the place. I've just found a new partner here in Colorado. So a, a really cool little local company that does some pretty nice custom gear. So that's what we're gonna go with 2020. Uh, so we do like custom stuff, and you know, and t-shirts. And then we're just about to launch a whole new line of like motivational type t-shirts you know kind of a kind of a uh go throwing back to the 80s like the no fear kind of concept where it's like i just want to have a lot of really fun crazy sayings or you know things that just motivate me if i was going to go out and train or work out or do whatever i I want people to know this about me and so we're going to do a whole line of, of shirts with that kind of stuff
1: oh nice nice well and for for anybody that's listening that that hasn't I'll definitely put links because the ge the, the, the last year's gear, year before, it's really cool. I like it. You know, I yeah. like the message on it. I think, I, and and you change it up every year, so it's got the same kind of the logo, the feed your crazy smiley logo. You know, that's yeah. But but um, but like this this past year, the the terrain uh, looks really good. I like it. You know,
0: I really uh, like that design. Yeah, it was it was fun, and and you know, I get a lot of co- I I got to wear that one a couple of times this year. And, uh, at, at, uh, where was I uh, run rabbit hundred this year, you know, just a couple of miles into the race, a guy comes up behind me and the, the terrain gear on the bottom, what does it say? Normal is not enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. On, on the bottom of the shirts says normal is not enough. And he walks up and he's like, dude, I could not have put that better myself. You know, <laughs> five miles, you know, into a hundred mile race. And he's like, that's exactly right. He's like, why do people not understand? And started this, this 30 minute conversation on the trail with a stranger, you know, about how, you know when you put in your a normal effort you get you know normal back but when you really are willing to push it and challenge yourself like you have these cool experiences and so we we try to kind of mix in fun mantras and, and elements to the to the gear
1: yeah and and what's funny is i mean even though it's i mean like you said you know the community is small um you know when i ran western states this year um i'm running along and i see uh, one, somebody wearing one of the hats. And I was like, I have that hat,
0: you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. You know, (laughs) it's, 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 you know, and that's one of the things that I like about the community is, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see it grow. Um, because like the connections are really cool. And I think, you know, I mean, not to just, it's, it's hard to connect that way on Instagram or Facebook some of those other things, mostly because I've kind of gotten to a point where I don't really like being on a lot of those social channels. I post because I want to share good stuff, but, but, but so much of Facebook has become, you know, political arguing and mudslinging and, and, and nastiness. And so much of Instagram has become, you know, you know, how much of my body can I show off to get more (laughs) likes, you know, and I'm just not into that. And I'm not willing to do that for my brand, for my growth, for any of those things. And so, Having this private platform really allows us to people to just come in and have those conversations. You know, you have some, you know, I, I thought it was really cool. Last week, one of the people who's been, you know, with Feed you Crazy for a couple of years gets in the community and makes this post and says, I'm having a really hard time. Mm, I yeah. am struggling. I, yeah. I'm not getting my training in. I'm fighting the battle of life. And I feel like I'm losing, you know, what, you know, can you guys help me? And it was like, yeah. like, how cool is that? Yeah, that most yeah. of us have never met face to face, you know, and, and when we bump into each other at races or when we get together, like I, I always try to make sure that I know where they're at so that if I'm going to be in an area, we can get together. But it's like we've kind of developed a space where people can have those conversations with each other. We trust each other. Yeah. And, and and I want to see it grow because I I feel like it's a positive impact for people. And instead of going like instead of just not having someone to turn to. You know, because I don't know the circumstances of everyone's lives. I mean, I have as a result of my head trauma or just the way that I am, I have some of my own struggles yeah. and it's, it's nice to have a community of people who kind of get it. You know, they kinda, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know we all have struggles. We all have issues. We all love to train and we can kind of share and our experiences and talk each other through it and just be a place that we can go and have those conversations. And on the flip side, like celebrate wins and talk about cool races and, you know, share coaching advice and cool gear. And, and so the community is, I'm really trying to foster that and not be like, hey, I'd suddenly need thousands of followers in that community. I really want to see it grow organically with people who, who want that space. And, yeah. and whether, whether you're a 5Ker, uh, a, a weightlifter, a CrossFitter, an ultramarathon, whatever, you can go into that community and ask questions and share experiences and just have a, like a genuinely good time with people you know, who are kind of like-minded.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, just like you said, I, you know, I saw that, that same post and I was like, that, that's really cool that somebody felt like they could do that because a lot of the other, um, you know, you joke around about trying to get thousands of followers, you know, and sometimes, you know, I, I do posts. I try to encourage people and do things or whatever, yeah. and and you're like, what? Well, am
0: I gonna take my shirt off to get, you know, to get? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What in yeah. the world? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it is, and I, and I agree with you. I mean, like, we can't, we can't abandon it. Like, we can't yeah. just walk away and, and isolate ourselves. And so I, I do, you know, Instagram and and Facebook. We try to do motivational posts, but yeah. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sink to those levels. I'm not going to do those things, <laughs> you know, and I get really frustrated. You know, sometimes it's hard, you know, you try to build a brand I mean, you're trying to build a podcast yeah. that you can appreciate in the social space, like how difficult this is, where it's like, I, I look at these, you know, I used to follow a couple of these hashtags and Instagram accounts that were all about running motivation yeah. and now like it's just crap it's it, yeah. this is not running motivation yeah, exactly. you know, clearly this is not running motivation i mean i don't These know are... what kind of people you're trying to motivate but, you
1: know <laughs> this eye candy is what it is yeah it's all <laughs> yeah. eye
0: candy now and and so it's yeah it's like so i, I want to keep building the positive uh and, and really kind of focus on that you know that that high value relationship growth
1: yeah there's there's and and you know like a lot of people um um I, I think when we're when we're real and uh, when people see that, you know, because some people look at what we do and and the the either the working out or the running, and people I could never do that, and they think it's so foreign. And and a lot of times, if we're not careful, we paint a picture like you know we we're perfect at this and we do this oh, and yeah. we're good at it and we never struggle. And you know that's why I make sure every now and then I just you know throw something out there that yeah today was garbage you know or something <laughs> you know,
0: just, you know. yeah yeah. There's a, you know, and and I think that's, you know, in general, the social space has that, you know, that allure yeah. of of look at how great things are. And, and I'll be the first one to admit, like, I get stuck up in it sometimes. Like, I'll, yeah. like I'll go on Facebook and I'll just want to see what some of my friends are up to. And some person who's kind of like a third relationship, you know, I'm not even sure why we're connected, makes a post about, you know, this great thing that they're doing or the space that they're in. And I get, I get a get down on myself. Uh, and it's like, and I had to like slap myself in the face. It's like, what are you, you are falling for the poison here, you know? And, 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 and so I think we have to be very real uh, in our space, you know, from a brand perspective, from a personal perspective, like my personal, you know, line versus the feed your crazy line, you know, yeah, like there's failure and, and there's hardship. And, you know, I mean, I, I DNF my 100 mile race this year. Mm. And, and I made sure that I shared that. It's like you know what, you know yeah. that's part of why that's part of why I do hard things, is because sometimes you have to fail, and yeah. some, and, and those things you you learn from. If you're smart, uh, sometimes it takes you a while to figure <laughs> out what you did wrong. But but it's like that's the beauty of 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 doing hard things is you put yourself out there, and when you succeed, it's awesome, and yeah. you really celebrate it. But sometimes it's hard. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I get up and it's like, nope, I didn't turn my alarm off. I'm going right back to bed and I don't get my workout in because I'm just in a bad place. And people need to know that we're all there. Again, kind of going back to the community, trying to be real, you know, allowing people to do those kinds of things to say, you know what, today was crap. And I don't know why. One, because I think it's good to admit that to create this, you know, to share the reality. But two, I think there's a lot of power and ability to share that and ask for help. you know, uh, and I think, I think turning to community and friends and family, uh, is a really important thing to do. And, and, and we lose a lot of that when we're doing nothing but broadcast positivity, everything is perfect. Look at me. I can run hundred mile races or 200 mile (laughs) races in your case. You know, you know, it's, we, we forget about all the difficulty that goes behind it.
1: Yeah. And, and, and what's the, the other, the other side of it too, is there are a lot of A lot of us that are constantly feeding our crazy and we feel like, you know, a lot of people don't under, you know, don't understand it like, like where you were before you talked to Dean, you know, like just kind of getting frustrated with it and to know that there are some other people out there that you can talk to that understand, that relate, that know exactly how you feel and have been, (laughs) you know, been the highs you're feeling and the lows that you're feeling. That's really cool. You know, that's a, that's something that's, that's awesome to have.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we want to have a connection ultimately with people. I think that's kind of the way we're designed. And yeah. and, and sometimes it's that it's that I failed or I feel frustrated. Those are the most powerful connections. Mm. Um, when you find out who's willing to step up and, and share advice with you or give an opinion, um, when, when you're winning and everyone's high fiving, like <laughs> don't get do me wrong, those are still great relationships, and you love it when they're there too but it's when i when i walk off a course at midnight because i'm falling apart and just an absolute mess mm. and i know who's going to be there you know by my side and, yeah. and and say you know what bard i've been there i understand how you feel when you're ready for the cheer up conversation come talk to me because i'm there yeah. for you and yeah. and that's the kind of connection that i think is more valuable
1: yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. So yeah, so I, I'll definitely put uh you know put link to the community for people to to be able to check it out and and see you right. know see if see if it's something that they can uh, relate to and uh, feeds their crazy and and we do have in the community there are ultra runners there there are people that are just uh, gym rats <laughs> there yep, are people yep. that do tries uh, all kinds I mean CrossFit I think there's a little bit of everything in there huh.
0: There there is and I and I like that because you know when I go out and I talk to you crazy and they and I tell them my story, you know, that the one of the almost every single time the first thing that I hear is, Well, I can't run hundred mile races. Yeah. and the fur and my, my immediate response to them is you don't have to. You know, right. you just need to find what drives you and that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and I think uh, you know, in different seasons in life, you know, before I ran, I did jujitsu, I did, did marsh I wrestled, I did jujitsu martial arts, then I tore my ACL and then then I found running. You know, it just yeah changed changed the crazy I fed myself with. So
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. The seasons change and, and even within a year or sometimes my season. And change. I'll spend more time on the treadmill, or more time in the gym lifting, or more time up in the trails. And for me, it's not necessarily which activity; it's that I'm just being consistent at it.
1: Yeah. Well, man. Well, Bard. So you've done. Um. Uh. You. You've done some. Some. Some of these cool races that I still want to do. Um, and, <laughs> and. 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 ure has been on my on my list for a couple. You know, for a little while now. It's on my radar. But man, that's a. Sk- Scary race, and you did that bad boy. <laughs>
0: well, you know, that's you know, I got to give the caveat to that one because I did it the first its first year, and the okay. course changed. The course changed after the first year, um, uh, to become the monster that it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, so you know, so th- I think the year that I did it, it was like 108 miles, and s- I want to say like 25 or 26 thousand feet. So it was, it was still, a, it was. It was still a solid 100, you know, and it topped out at almost you know, 13,000, 14,000 feet. Yeah. Um, so it was still a mountain course. I mean, it was a for real you know, struggle, but it's not the monster it is today. Um, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the cool thing about ray is um, you know, I went and did that the first year, and I met Charles, who's the race director out there. And I think there were like 16 or 19 of us that started the 100-miler that year. Okay. I mean, it was literally just a yeah. handful of us. It. It, it was really kind of a cool experience. Yeah. And, uh, And I got to know Charles, you know, over the next period of years pretty well. I went back and, and supported the race because one, Uray is one of the most gorgeous places on the face of the planet. I mm. mean, the San Juan Mountains and and that area is just absolutely incredible. So I I just kind of fell in love with Uray. Uh, yeah. And secondly, Charles is a like-minded individual. You know, he <laughs> bo- you know like me. You know, he bo- and you. He believes that, you know, you, sometimes you've got to push into a, a level that is really uncomfortable to grow. And that was his goal for the race. He, and, yeah. and he says, as most of the race kickoffs, you know, it's like, I wanted something that you had to stretch for. You know, I mm-hmm. don't want something that just anybody can come in and just do. Uh, and, I, and, 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 and I think he gets crap for that occasionally because the course is, is not just physically difficult because it is. It's got, clearly yeah. got the elevation uh the elevation gain the vertical all of it but it's it's kind of maniacal at at times uh, <laughs> okay. and, and, and i'll tell you so so we we um my, my so through you crazy my wife my kids we go out there and we run the, the aid station at 67 miles it's the crystal lake aid station okay so it's, uh, it's 67 for the 100 and it's like uh 19 for the 50s and uh we had a hundred miler come through usually the hundred the, the leader the leaders will come through at like 2 or 3 a.m., you know, uh, yeah. the, the bulk of the pack won't come through till mid-morning to early afternoon. And yeah. we, had a, we, had a, we had a couple of runners sitting in uh, the aid station after this really crazy rainstorm had passed through because the San Juan's got just these monster monsoons. And one of the guys was sitting there trying to describe what the past 20 miles had done to him. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you know what it feels like to be at 70 miles into a 100-mile race. It's like it's hard to really articulate how you're feeling. And the guy was like, there's a section of the, the Ura 100 where you do this double loop, this, these opposite loops around Red Mountain, and and then okay. you go you go up, you go up over this massive pass, and then you come dropping into our aid station. So you are just hammered dirt by the time you get to us. <laughs> and the guy is like, the guy was like, Charles, you know, when when and, and he was like stumbling around. He's like, I can't even. He's like, this course is sadistic genius because <laughs> like. Because you you do you you do some out and backs and I know some people give crap about that like oh you can't design a course without out and backs you know there is some sadistic genius in making people do out and backs. Well, that's you know, mental, man. Is, that messes it, with it's, you. It's very very mental when you know it's like oh crap I'm gonna have to come back up this. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know yeah. you know so you do this you do this double opposite direction loop on Red Mountain and you go up and over Hayden Pass and then you you come over to Crystal Lake. You literally, I mean, they drop, I can't remember the exact stats. They drop something like 3,500 vertical feet down to get to our aid station. And then they turn right back around and go right back over it. Uh. And so it's like, (laughs) so they're sitting in my aid station, looking up at the mountain and knowing that they're going to have to turn right back up and find that (laughs) bad boy. And so like, there is this sadistic genius that he has in this course where it's not just physical. It is, but the course really warps your brain. And so, because of that, because of the kind of people who like to be there, man, I just love supporting that race because yeah. you get the people who just love to suffer and want to go and really push their limits.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just uh, I, I was looking it up while, while you were talking, and the, the course record on the on the the current course is thirty hours and forty six minutes. Yes, yeah, yeah. crazy.
0: It's not <laughs> uncommon to go into your second night at your A. It's oh, uh, it's wow. it's rough. Um, wow. but it's, but it's like the community is cool. Um, Charles is, you know, he's, he, he really wanted to do a cool race. And so he's, he's had to really kind of grit and struggle. Uh, and I think his race is hitting a kind of an inflection point where it's growing. You know, he does a great job running it. It's been a struggle, but he's not going to quit. And I, and I really give him accolades for that. And, and that's one of reasons why I love to go out and support that race. And and man, if you're gonna be there, you let me know, and and, and we'll be there to support you.
1: Yeah, all right, appreciate that. It won't it won't be this year. Maybe next year. Next year. Yeah, you can <laughs> or maybe, 20 maybe or 2021. 20 yeah, maybe 2021. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, awesome, man. And and so, um, and I also saw you. You got to before it blew up. You got to do High Lonesome. That's that's yes. pretty awesome, man.
0: You know, and that and I, man. When I first saw when I first saw High Lonesome's course, I can't remember, one of my buddies here in town shared it with me. There's a couple of us that run together and he shared it, you know, kind of text. He's like, you guys got to look at this race. This was, the, this was before it even like officially went live the first year. Uh, Caleb and his team kind of did like some, just a, an initial launch of the, the website and we all kind of sat down and looked at that course and I was like, that is, if they do a good job running it, that's going to yeah. be a premier race. Yeah. Because, I... <laughs> because just, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 got the right mix of of gnarly climb beautiful isolated single track um it's a great loop course you get a little bit of the colorado trail uh and and so i'm like i'm there i'm signing up and uh and a a cool buckle (laughs) and a a freaking sweet buckle i mean let's be honest that's that's one of the reasons why we do this that is a classy
1: Um, buckle dude i (laughs) like it
0: (laughs) it is it's it's awesome so my first year i went to i got in the first year And, uh, and and unfortunately it was one of those years where it was like a humbling moment for me where I had had five or six successful hundred mile races across a couple of years. And I went into it a little under trained, a little out of shape thinking, Oh, I've got this. I know what it feels like to suffer. And, uh, and then we, we proceeded to have something like 16 hours of rain. And, um, I started throwing up about 20 miles in. And then you spend you spend stretches <laughs> of time at elevation, totally exposed, getting hammered, you know, oh, man. and uh, and I just got to a really bad place. And and I fell apart. I became hypothermic. Uh, I couldn't keep any food down. I, had, I, I went, you know, something like from 20 to mile 60. I couldn't keep any food down. And when I got to the, the last big peak um, before the, the back third of the race, which is not an easy back third of the race, you though it may look easy on the map. Um, I, I went total hypothermic. Like I, I tried to sit down at my, my, my pacer was like, was telling me I was trying to sit down and fall asleep on the top of the summit in the rain because Ooh, I was just so yeah. hammered. Like I was totally incoherent. I, I I wasn't making any sense. So he got me down off the mountain and the, the, my wife was waiting for me and she was like, I'm sorry, you're done. Like you, <laughs> you're yeah. talking gibberish and yeah. you're blue, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and it was the right call. So I, I bombed out of the race, but I had this, this, this fire to go back and beat that course, you know, like I've got to do this. And so I, yeah. I got back in the second year uh, and I did, I, w- I went back and I trained better and, I, and I, I, I recognized some things that I was doing some doing wrong. Uh, and I went back the next year and I beat it and man, it felt good. Yeah. Um, but, but absolutely, again, like I, I, I like to talk up the people who do a great job and Caleb and his team uh, just do an amazing job. I mean, they, mm. the A stations are phenomenal I mean, the people, you know, they're all, they all know your name, they're talking you up, they keep you going, they keep you safe. And the course is incredible, you know, so yeah. it's, and, and and of course you know, the, the last year of this year, I mean, you can just see the race is just blown up and, and, uh, you know, they absolutely deserve it because it's an incredible course and really well run.
1: is isn't it crazy? I mean, it says, it says a lot about, I, I think, you know, someone's character when, <laughs> you you have a terrible race you you get out there and just struggle and and the race beats you and but instead of being defeated you go back and, and, and get it knocked out. You know what I mean? There's like, there's like business left, you know, there's yeah. something. Oh yeah. That,
0: it, unfinished business. I gotta, I gotta handle this, you know? <laughs> I, and I think it's hard for people, you know, I, cause I, you know, like, you know, I've got another one right now where, you know, just because of just freak circumstances, I have DNF would at the run rabbit and steamboat twice now. Oh wow. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Twice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, how does this even happen? You know? but it is its business and and for me um you know you know character uh yeah maybe maybe it's, uh, a, little maybe yeah. it's a little bit of insanity a little bit but it's I mean, but it's like um i feel like you know again going back to why we do it you know we do it because we want to challenge ourselves and and i think mm-hmm. people like us you know uh, people who do ultra marathon or really what i would consider kind of extreme events Um, we, if we run into a brick wall, like we, we take a step, we don't typically just go, Oh, well that sucks. I'm done. Typically the people that I know in this space, they run into that brick wall and then take a step back and go, all right, like, let's take another look at this. Like, what did I do? You know, let's, let's figure this one out. And so for high lonesome, it was a one, it was a difficult year. I mean, I don't, I I mean, even Caleb will say that like we had like 16 hours of rain. It was just, it's just (laughs) brutal. Right. Uh, and absolute accolades to everybody that finished that year because it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but even the second year, like we had great weather, but it's still a hard course because you spent a ton of time at elevation. Yeah. You, know, the, you, you know, you talk about Leadville, you talk about some of these other courses that that kind of billboard as high elevation races, and they ain't got nothing on High Lonesome. like, really? like, like you, <laughs> you, I mean, you look at the course profile, you know, and how much time you're spending at, at 12 or 13,000 feet. Yeah. It's brutal, you know? And so you're, it's not just, that you've got to reach that elevation, but you spend time at that elevation. Mm. And so I really wanted to make sure, you know, for me, it was largely a nutritional thing because at that kind of time and elevation, your strategy has got to change a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then run rabbit, like my first year was the same year I bombed out of high lows. I wasn't really in shape. I was thinking I could just kind of, eat, you know, squeak through it because I've been successful. And it was a kind of a humbling year. And then this last year I went back to run rabbit and, uh, you know, I, my headlamp was dim and I ran off course and,
1: oh, you man. know,
0: and and I, and I, I fell apart. And then I, I again, I kind of got to be kind of hypothermic. It was a cool year. And then my nine mile section turned into a 16 mile section and I was out of food and I was throwing up and it, it I just, my body just didn't balance at the aid station. We spent an hour trying to trying to get me back up on my feet and, I just couldn't get it. You know, they just, just, the things weren't clicking back together. And I, and unfortunately, I had to walk off the course. But even then, like that night, I was pissed and frustrated. But the next, the next, the next morning at lunch, you know, I'm sitting there with my wife and my kids. And I turned to my wife and I'm like, you realize I'm going to have to come back next
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's, she's like, she's like, done. We're there. Like, you yeah. know, I, I, you know, that's you got awesome. it. You know, you know, and it's like she kind of, you know, and that's the, the kind of the cool thing about my wife. And, and I think lots of people kind of fit in the spaces. Their their spouses, their partners, their close friends, like they kind of get it. It's like, I got unfinished business, business there. And it's not like I'm going to, I don't believe that I'm going to continue to bounce my head against the wall. I believe going into it that I'm going to be successful. Uh, yeah. And and again, this year it was a learning experience. And so I'm changed my training and my nutrition again because I do not want to be enough <laughs> yeah. for a third year at that course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to figure it out, man. You got to get it. Oh. <laughs> uh well uh well man um so so you got feed your crazy going on and and then you you work a regular job too right okay. um,
0: i've got a day job uh, okay and uh i so I'm a, I'm a global commercial learning manager so i'm responsible for education uh in my business space yeah and uh it's it's a yeah it's a busy job but yeah. i kind of get I hate to say that I get bored because I still like like what I do, but Mm -hmm. I like to be creative and I like to be experimenting with things. And so Feed Your Crazy is kind of a fun space for me to work on community and kind of sharing my own personal message. Uh, And then uh, I I started another gig a couple of years ago uh, and we're we're getting ready to launch uh, this spring. We're going to launch to Kickstarter. I've been developing my own hydration pack. Um, and that's kind of the the new insanity that I'm trying to get straightened out, but it's a deal for me because I'm kind of a gear junkie kind of hoarder. I like mess with gear. I like looking at gear. Uh, like I say, I, you know, I did backpacking a lot when I was younger. And and so I kind of this affinity to packs. Uh, and, uh, I did one year where I had, uh, a 50, a hundred, a marathon. I did rim to rim to rim. Uh, and then tra- training for it, everything in between. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I had like five or six different packs and mm. really, Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Lots of people like us, you know, deal with that, that issue. But the, the problem that I had with that is, uh, the vest that I wore for say my marathon or a half marathon, you know, I liked the way it fit, but it didn't quite have as much, you know, gear carrying capacity, uh, so I couldn't really use it for my longer stuff. And mm-hmm. then the stuff that I used for the longer stuff was really too big and bulky to be efficient at the shorter stuff. Mm. And so I found myself balanced around. And they all fit differently. Some of them have the bottle pockets up high. Some of them have the bottle pockets down low. You know, my, my day pack vest, you know, my day, my day pack that I ended up using for rim to rim to rim didn't have any front pockets. Mm. And I had to take my pack off all the time. And so I decided I was going to develop a modular pack system. mm uh and uh i i mean it's, it was a nightmare <laughs> <It> took, like, <laughs> like like it took me like 3 years to convince somebody that was a good idea uh and i and i went to multiple designers and some of them said look modular is just not possible uh i was at a trail running conference where another pack company was there and one of the lead people from the company was like yeah we tried that it's not going to work and I was like, oh, thanks for your vote of confidence and uh, kind of lit my fire to say, I am going to make this work. Yeah, it's watch me. Yeah, yeah. Watch me. Just like the running and everything else. I run the brick wall. I'm going to figure it out. And so I'm, I'm, we're really close. It took us probably two and a half years to figure out how to make a modular system work. Mm, uh, and, but in essence, in essence, uh, it all strips down to uh, race fast, really minimal race fast. Now. But it has the functionality to add on modules or pockets uh, mm. to uh, to fit your need. So whether you know, so say I'm going to go and run you know 10 or 15 miles, and I want to carry you know a snack, maybe my phone, maybe a little bit of water. I'm going to strip all the pockets off, and I get this lightweight vest. And then the next day, say I'm going to go up to Rocky Mountain National Park and do 25, 30 miles. I'm going to throw on the backpack module. I'm going to throw on some extra cargo modules, a water bottle pocket. And I can adjust and change it, you know, or, you know, if I want to carry water bottles or I don't want to carry water bottles, or if I want my water bottles high or if I want my water bottles low, like it gives people this customized experience. It's not about, it's not about the pack. It's about what do you want to do with the pack? Let's give you that functionality. And so it took us about two years of screwing around with all sorts (laughs) of stuff to get to a point where it's like, oh, like now it's modular, but it doesn't feel modular. Um, and and so, um, I've had some people playing with it. I've run with it extensively. I've run it at multiple races. I did did it, carried it both years at High Lonesome. Um, and I I find, I feel like, yeah, like even though it's modular and all the pockets are removable, it doesn't feel that way. And that was really what I was going for. And so, um, we're, and then I've had some, I've had a bunch of other people try it out, uh, and, and kind of see what they thought. And the feedback that I get is, you know, yeah, like it, it feels like a regular vest, um, nice. but I, I can change it the way that I want. And so the the hope is to do some, I'm doing some last bits of user testing in December. Uh, we are going to make a couple of changes. We, we already know that we're going to make, mm-hmm. uh, get some, get some things cleaned up. Uh, and then my hope is to have some sales models to start doing all the marketing in say like January, February. And then I hope to launch to Kickstarter uh, in like February or March nice. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sell my soul for a financer. You know, I really kind of <laughs> want to keep it, you know, close to me and where I can make sure we're really meeting those end customer needs. Yeah. Uh, and then because of my passion with Feed Your Crazy community, I really want to build a community around the vest where, you know, where we have a space for people who use it to talk about their experience, to give feedback to, you know, like what's the next piece we're going to develop. And we've yeah. got a whole laundry list of things that we want to throw into it, but it's Launching the, the vest, um, the core package when we start is going to be the vest, two water bottle pockets, uh, the back, the, the, what we what to call the race pack, so a backpack module, yeah. and these two little side cargo pockets, and then some, um, some attachments that allow you to adjust and attach poles or lighting systems. Uh, recently, I've, I've, I've gotten connected with the people at Kogala, do a really cool light system. Huh. Um, but it's not, it's too big to put on a hat. You know, it's like this, it's like a string of five bright LEDs, which are just yeah. super sweet. Uh, but because my vest is modular and the way we built the attachment points, you can strap this light on, you know, half a dozen different ways. So hmm. get, again, getting people the functionality to say, I want to do it this way, or I'm going to do it that way, depending on what works best for you.
1: That's really cool, man. That's, yeah. I'm <laughs> looking forward to checking that out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I hope it, I mean, like, I, I, it won't work for everybody, I'm sure. Uh, and it's, you know, the, you know, but I'm really excited about it. I love it. I'm, I'm super pumped that, you know, I wear the vest when I go paddle boarding to carry a couple of things. I do, I do inline skating as one of my cross training things. So huh. I'll, I'll use it for that. I use it for running. I love it when I go like hike 14ers um, because, you know, my criticism of most day packs is they haven't learned the lesson that ultra packs have picked up on, which is people want to be able to get to their stuff without taking their pack on, yes. you know? Yes. And so <laughs> with my vest, you know, I'll, I'll throw on all my extra modules and I've got more than enough space to carry all my food, all my water, all my gear for a 14 or, uh, or a good ascent or a, a long time hike in the mountains. And so it really, it's like, I get to use one vest for all of those activities. I really like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, absolutely. that is nice. That is nice. That's man. my sales pitch. All right. All right. Cool. Well, everybody, <laughs> hopefully everybody will be keeping an eye out for that. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, absolutely. That That's awesome. We'll, we'll put whatever, whatever links, uh, whatever links we can out there. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, we're trying to, I mean, like anything we're trying to build a following yeah. and let will know it's coming. The brand is adaptive endurance. Okay. Uh, we're on Facebook and, and Instagram, just kind of starting to share some of the things we're doing uh, and then, uh, like I say, we hope to have a sales model that we can start really showing off early spring. So that way people could, we, we go to Kickstarter, we get it manufactured, people could, can pick up kind of early to mid spring and they can use it for next summer.
1: Sweet, sweet, cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, uh, um, yeah, well, so man, you, you, you're a busy guy with a, with a lot going on. And, uh, so, you know, I always like to, to ask, you know, about what I mean, I well I know what pack you're using. So. <laughs> what hydration yes. pack you using? But but like, so what what are you wearing right now when you're uh, you know in your backyard uh, running the mountains? What shoes are you got? What are you wearing right now? I'm I'm jealous, man. I'm kind of bitter about
0: that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's we're, we're we are pretty spoiled. I'll admit it. Um, so I wear the Brooks Cascadias. Okay. Uh, I I I wore them for a long time. I loved them. I I went to Pearl Izumi. I really love the Pearl Izumi trail shoes. Uh, when they fell apart or they, they transitioned out of that market, I kind of bounced around a little bit. I have mm-hmm. tried some of the zero drop. They just don't work for me. I've tried it several times and I'm having Achilles problems. So I, you know, I literally bought a pair of Cascadia's, uh, the day before I did a 50 miler, I put them on the next morning, ran 50 miles, no problem whatsoever. They just oh, worked wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you got you got to wear what works for you, man. Everybody, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, headlamp. Are you? Uh, you mentioned Kogala, but um, is that? I've got is got that ch- a,
0: yeah, I've got a Black Diamond that I really like. Uh, mm-hmm. It's lightweight. It puts out. It puts out good light. Um, I, I do really love the Kogala. Now that I've got uh, kind of some ways to adapt it, mm-hmm. um, like I say, I, I think it's 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 big, but if you learn how to you know attach it to your vest. It's really effective, and so I've got a vertical mount and I've got a horizontal mount on my vest now for it. Nice. Uh, so like if I go out at night and I'm going to go for a nighttime run, I'll put it on. Uh, if I on the trails, it just puts you in this globe of light on the trail, and I just love that.
1: Yeah, and I I I love. Um, I have an ultra. I have a Kogala from uh, After Tahoe 200, and I have uh, the Ultra Spire uh, 600. I love. Um, I love the the, the the light being like at my waist or lower. You yes. can man the you the depth perception is so much better than a headlamp, you know? I trip really a lot is. less. I still no, trip, I, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we all do. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. And that and that's what that was the first thing that I tried to figure out is how to do a horizontal mount at the bottom of my vest. Mm. Uh because I, I, I'm saying, like that depth perception really changes things for me. Uh maybe I'm getting old, I don't know, but I like <laughs> to see it differently yeah uh, so being able to string that light up at the bottom of the vest you know kind of low along that waistline really gives you i think a, an advantage, especially when you're on kind of rocky technical terrain
1: yeah yeah all right, and then uh what are you wearing to to for g p s track yourself I, out there
0: I'm a sunto fan uh, Gotcha. yeah I've same. got the nine uh I picked that up this year or yep, last same here. year it's just a, it's just an awesome watch. Um the thing that I, I will say that people need to understand is um sundo's done a great job with kind of their out of the box settings, mm-hmm. um, but you have to learn how to do the customized settings. It gives you so much more yep. it's like yep. uh, it's like learning how to you know pick up a, a computer program and learning how to code yourself you yep. know it's uh i was I was at run Rapid this year and and you you get you know how it is you get in that string of like seven or eight runners and you're all talking like, what mile are you at? what's your watch say? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, so there are two of us that both had the nine in that line. And one of the guys was using the out of the box function to to ramp up the battery life. And he was like a tenth off. I mean, he, we were, you know, we were 14 miles in and he was like one, one and a half miles off. And we're like, oh, you know, that's not going to be good. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was right with where everybody else was. And I told him, like, you got to go in and you can do a lot of, there's a, I can't remember the runner, he did an article for Trail Runner talking about all the custom settings you can change yeah uh and so like i shut off my screen display i shut off my heart rate i leave my gps signal at really high quality Mm -hmm. but i shut off all the extras and i got plenty of battery life i mean it's just awesome
1: yeah yeah i i i I started uh uh, the the sunto with the um uh what's the previous one the um Oh, was crud. It the
0: ambit or the, yeah, the, the, uh, the ambit. The I had ambit? the ambit,
1: the ambit three peak, and I, I beat the snot out of that thing, and and I wore it for everything, and I, I mean, I still have it. It still works. But yeah. when the when the nine came out, I was like, yeah, I need to get that.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was my that was my how my ambit two was, and, and like it, it still works. And I got it because at the time, it was the only watch that you could charge on the go. Yeah, uh, and and so I I loved that, and uh, and and now Sinto has just done a great job with their battery management, so I don't even need that functionality anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. Same here. Well, for the two hundreds, I might.
0: need. It well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. totally ball game. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, um, all right. So so Sinto, and then uh, what what do you do for your electrolytes, man, and and uh, your nutrition when you're racing? What's your what's your go to stuff?
0: Um, I uh, I've tried a lot of different things. The stuff that I have found that I'm most successful with. Um, I I mean, I've, I've tried simple salts. I've tried, um, like I've tried the succeed S caps and things like that. Um, the succeed company has a line of drinks that I like. Um, and Mm, am I even saying that right? I think it's succeed. Uh, the, the, the head chemist for that company actually worked at my full-time place of business. I actually got to meet him. His name was, his name was Carl King uh really easy i mean he's a chemist by trade and he was an ultra runner and he didn't like what was on the market so he came up with his own formula oh that's uh, cool so i got to sit down and talk with him about it and one of the problems that i have is everything is so carbohydrate rich that my stomach gets really sour yeah uh, and so he's got two lines and one of them you know so he's was, so we sat down he's like okay so for the first you know 40 50 miles you drink this one and then you switch to this one and the the one you drink the first 40 or 50 miles has a little bit of uh, uh, branched-chain amino acids, uh, mm-hmm. so it's got a little bit of protein, and a little bit of fat, a little bit of MCT oil. And what huh. happens is when you have that fat and protein in your stomach, your body is not producing as much acid. And this is how you explain it to me. And I may be – like, I'm not a chemist, so I may be saying it day, but <laughs> yeah, basically you. it prevents the, the stomach from going too acid overboard. Huh. And so you, you do that for the first 50 miles, and that's what I used at races like URA, and it works really, really well. And then when you get to the second half, of 50, you switch to a one that's got less of that, more carbohydrate and a little bit of caffeine, and it kind of stimulates your body a different way going into the very early morning hours in the finish of the race. So that's that's the stuff that I like the most.
1: Nice, nice. I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I, I hadn't really looked into uh, looked into that much, you know, heard of it, but hadn't used it much. So yeah, yeah good stuff. Sweet, man. Well, um, so. You know, you've you, you've had a pretty pretty crazy journey from uh you know um the trauma and then starting to run and uh, so if you had to um you know before we before we close out you know somebody that's out there that's listening that's just having like having a really tough time. Um, doesn't know you know maybe, maybe there's a lot of people out there that are just medicated out the wazoo um yeah. you know somebody who just feels down in the dumps all the time what, what would you tell them man how would you encourage somebody that might be in the same boat that you were in
0: yeah and- um it's it's a it's a tough story to tell it's just it's a tough thing to get out of where i typically coach people i'm trying to develop like a coaching model around this Is this concept of momentum um, and we talked a about this at the beginning. You know, physical activity is different than anything else. I think. Mm. You know, yeah. different than intellectual, different than spiritual. Yeah, those components are important. But sometimes we turn to intellectual and spiritual when our body is a wreck. Uh, yeah. And and all the chemicals and the endorphins and the hormones and everything is messed up. And so when I find somebody who's really struggling, one of the things that I try to tell them is: first, find very simple physical tasks that you can enjoy doing. Um, hmm. It doesn't have to be a, a, a marathon. It doesn't have to be a 5K. It doesn't have to be running. It doesn't have to be lifting. If you can find a really cool park that you like to go and walk around, make time to do that. It's hard at first. The simple physical task is hard. Yeah. But what happens is that simple physical task becomes enjoyable because you start that you know hormonally, you know physiologically, chemically, your body starts to recognize the value of that activity. Uh, and because you're trying to find something that you like, if you don't like something or you're just not working for you, you change it up and then something will click whether it's, oh, I really love lifting those weights or I really love being on the stair climber or I really love going on that hike. Eventually, if you really experiment, you'll find a physical activity you like and it, and it starts to change your physiology. Mm. Um, and and what that, what, what I, what I say is that builds momentum. And if you can start to find joy in that physical activity, it becomes a little bit easier to find joy and the other things that are a little bit harder to do, like positive mindset, uh, tough mental tasks, tough spiritual tasks, which are all really critically important. But I think if you can't get a baseline of comfort and happiness and joy physically, then all of the rest of the things are a lot harder to do. Mm. So my advice is always, you will know, start with simple. Go for a walk, find a great park, go to the gym, do something easy. Don't try to be a bodybuilder. Don't try to be a <laughs> marathon runner, you know, just find simple physical activity that you can enjoy and allow that to build momentum for you.
1: That's good, man. That's good. You know, I, I don't know if you knew this. I have a, I have a, a theology degree, <laughs> but, uh, nice. you know, and, and, and it's, it's crazy because, you know, the, all those aspects, you know, are all connected, you know, spiritual, yes. physical, uh, yes. emotional, they're all connected. And if you're, like you said, if you're physically just, just your body's wrecked, uh emotionally you're you're gonna have trouble you know spiritually you're gonna have trouble you know you're gonna have trouble relating uh uh, with with the one up above and the people around you because you just feel like garbage (laughs) so you know yeah exactly so so yeah that's awesome man that's awesome right on I tell too many people they you know they you've got to just take you got to look at people as a as a whole um and um help them with where they are in all aspect aspects of their life you know so yeah good stuff man good stuff agreed yeah well, Bart, man, I appreciate you uh, talking, man. This, is, this has been great, and I think, uh, I think a lot of people will, will resonate with, with everything that you said. And uh, hopefully, man, um, you know, people will start feeding their crazy and, and kind of you know, join the club.
0: <laughs> I, I hope so, and I, and I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, man, I, I look forward to the day when you and I get to get together and, and go for a run or something.
1: Yeah, hey, that that hey, I'm I'm gonna be spending some time uh, out in Colorado training for the for the Triple Crown. So uh, I'll I'll let you know what's going on when I'm out there, man. It'll be mostly weekends during the summer and stuff. I'll let you know.
0: Well, you let me know. I'll be in training mode, and and it doesn't take much to get me into the mountains.
1: <laughs> all right, man. Well, Bart, it was good talking to you, man, and uh, we'll we'll hook up at some point. All right, sir. Have a great evening. All right, you too. Take care. Yep. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. And I just want to, uh, to challenge you to like and subscribe. And uh, you know, check us out on social media. Make sure you follow along. In fact, this week there will be some little treats for those who follow along on Instagram and Facebook. Hint, hint, maybe there's going to be a giveaway. Uh, guys, from the Run the Riot podcast, we just want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope you guys are just have a good time with family and remember what this season's about. God bless. Take care.